0: Podcast. podcast hashtag it's the hashtag
1: Boom. dork podcast. Thanks for tuning into this recap episode of hashtag dork. My name is Rich Keith, joined as always by Davey Eyeballs. He is Naughty Rog von Naughty Dog. All hail the king of ginger ale. He is a PlayStation exclusive. It's Ryan, Davey, Davey. How are you? I- I'm not well. No, I gotta tell you, I am not well. Yeah. We are here to uh, discuss episode three of The Last of Us, entitled "Long Long Time," which was kind of a long long time. And also, we're broadcasting after the AFC Championship game, so it's, it's a late it's a late show. So there which will, took
0: especially a long long time.
1: There will be swearing. You can say whatever the fuck you want on the podcast tonight. And uh, yeah, this is about an hour, fifteen hour, twenty minute episode. And uh, you know what? Right? No. So it'll be once again a reminder to everybody full spoilers for the episode and we're going to do our best to do no spoilers for the video game so we love the video game we played both video games but we're going to try not to do that we're going to take the show as a journey that it is uh and we'll get to the episode but no science class cold open like we got in the first two episodes
0: no and i feel like that was smart because this episode again was long and there was a, there was a lot of story to tell there. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, not a spoiler, but one you, you never got in yeah. in the game.
1: Yeah. 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 Oh, and I think it's, yeah. So to be clear, I think if there's some like overlap or like some differences between the game and the show, I think we'll hit those. We're just not going to like project what's going to happen because Chances are, a few things are for sure going to happen. So, like things that are different, we can we can obviously hit on. Um, best episode so far of the series, I think as 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 it's
0: on its own, this was the most emotionally charged, and it was new. Like so, I what I what I feel energized about this, and what I thought the strength of this episode was, it was it was totally new. For even if you even if you were a diehard fan of the game, like we are, this was completely uncharted territory. Uh, I agree. Give me for bringing the up Uncharted, the other naughty dog blockbuster game. Yeah, but, right. uh, yeah.
1: no, and I, I'll tell you what I think it's uh, it's, it's great as somebody who played the game, and I guess it, this is again, the parallel to Game of Thrones book people, mm-hmm. where certain things are in lockstep, and then there are other things where they sort of do their own thing, and if they just told the story of the video game shot for shot, it'd be great. But there's right. more there's more to do like there are certain characters like Frank and Bill who we're going to get to there's more story to tell and that's what they chose to do and i'll tell you when we first speaking of Frank and Bill and this is a very Frank and Bill heavy episode when we first got the cast list like a uh, year ago mm-hmm. i remember thinking oh pedro pascal perfect bella ramsey she'll be great anna torv she's always good nick offerman i like but i was curious how he was going to pull this off because Obviously, you think of Nick Offerman, you think of Ron Swanson, and you think of right. just deadpan comedy, like all comedy. And I'm like, man, in a show like this, I wonder how he's going to do it. And I'll tell you what, he was great.
0: That He and uh, what was the other guy's Murray?
1: Oh, the yeah. The other, other, you know, it's who funny played Bill,
0: who played Frank.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, Murray Bartlett, who was in season one of White Lotus for people who watched that show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Murray. Bartlett played Frank, and then Nick Offerman. Of the was cults. he that? Was he the desk guy? Yeah, in White Lotus, I didn't, I didn't put that together. I didn't see,
0: <laughs> um, I didn't see enough of that show to piece that together. Um, yeah, but hey, yeah, Armand,
1: him. he was Armand Maybe. in season one of the White Lotus. Um, and yeah.
0: I was, I was upset because they didn't use um, W. Earl Brown, who played Bill in the game. Who you might know from he's been a ton of stuff. He was in Deadwood. He was in um he played Warren And There's Something About Mary, believe it or not. Yes. He um, is. and he's a great character actor. And I was a little bummed out that they didn't use him, but when you saw how this went, I think this was the casting again was dead on.
1: Pretty funny, totally. I, I like
0: I you think Nick Offerman has always been like playing Nick Offerman. He's like Paul Rudd, like he just plays Paul Rudd the whole time. Um, Nick Offerman kind of does the same thing, he's that very like deadpan guy, and that was absolutely pitch perfect for this episode.
1: It was awesome and for this character. And so, W. Earl Brown, just to go back to him real quick, my favorite role that he was at, scream he played Gail Weathers' cameraman, Kenny. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> Spoiler on that, he didn't make it, he didn't Kenny, make it, he yeah. didn't make it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but I like how they bookend this episode with you get Joel and Ellie at the beginning, and then you get a ton of Frank and Bill in the middle, and then it ends with more of Joel and Ellie. And so they start out, and so after episode two, we know how that ends, where sadly that is it for Tess, and they're leaving Boston. The state house is is fucked. They gotta get out of there. And then this cuts to 10 miles west of Boston. So where they're 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 not as far as Hopkinton, clearly. That'd be a, that'd be an entire marathon. They're not yeah. there yet, they're like halfway to Hopkinton. Um, and I you get a good line of dialogue in there where Ellie goes, uh, because Tess is the one that says, Go see Frank and Bill. Yes. And Ellie goes, Are Frank and Bill nice? And Joel goes, Frank is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good line. And I think
0: that I think. Is that a line from the game? It it might be, but even I, it's a killer line, but it's, um, uh, it yeah. And, and I remember in the game, um, again, you spend time with Bill and, mm-hmm. that, and that's, and, and, um, you kind of see, you kind of get a little bit of that character, but it's not as a deep dive obviously as this was. And man, just in imp- the, these. I said on Twitter just before we kick this thing off, I don't know if I can handle any more of this (laughs) because I feel like, and listening to Neil Druckmann talk afterwards, I watched like the after the episode thing. And he's like, anything that was done in the game, anything that's we came up with that was the same or worse, we changed it. Or like we kept, so like anything that was better, we kept it. So like this was way better, way better than anything they did in the game with these two characters.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure what to expect cuz you see the trailer uh or or the preview last week for this week's episode, you're like, all right, this is going to be a Frank and Bill episode?" And I'm thinking back to the game and I'm like, "All right, like what is so what is this going to be?" And they went in a different direction and uh yeah, for the better, no doubt. Um on the journey too, they go to Cumberland Farms, a little stop at Cumbies. Oh, those Cumbies, a little regional action. Now, I Call me crazy. I've been to a lot of cumbies. How many of them have arcade games?
0: Not a lot. Not a ton. Now remember too. I mean, this was in two thousand three, so you might have seen a couple.
1: Oh yeah, true. I don't recall, but she. It was pretty. It's a cool little scene because that's the other thing is, it is sort of like an out of world uh show in a way Mm -hmm. where like Ellie, everything Ellie doesn't really know about like real world. Because she only has grown up in this existence. So she's only heard about airplanes, which we'll get to, or Mortal Kombat 2. And the characters in Mortal Kombat 2. But that's a nice little thing. But you also get a pretty telling scene with Ellie. And you had hit on this last week about sort of what her mindset might actually be like. And Joel and others view her as like a little girl. And Ellie stumbles upon uh, like a trapped, infected person in the basement. And she's not scared and she goes up pulls her knife out and is staring at the thing cuts its head slightly and just sees what the reaction is and then fucking stabs it in the brain and walks out of there
0: and again i think this is a kid who you know has grown up in this world and you know we talk about violence and being desensitized to these things but is also still very much a teenager who is pushing the limits of what she can do and what she's is ex- is expected of her because you have these conversations with her and Joel all the time where he's like, do what I'm telling you to do, do exactly as I say, you know, and he says last episode, he was like, I'm not talking about being quiet. I'm talking about being silent, mm-hmm. you know? And I, and I feel like, and immediately she fucks that up. Right. <laughs> so it's, you know, the kid who's like pushing the envelope a little bit as to like what's expected of her and what she, her capabilities are. Yeah. Um, which is very much at the forefront in the gameplay and how you play is both Ellie and Joel. and, not to spoil the game, but we're past Ellie fucks up all the time.
1: Oh yeah. 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 Just
0: by by doing things she shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And narrowly escaping, obviously. No, yeah. Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh there's also the scene as they're walking where they see a crashed plane and Ellie is sort of talking about that because again she's never been in a plane. Why would she how could she possibly be in a plane? Mm-hmm. But then she really she kind of steals a Louis CK bit and she starts talking about how, oh like you're in a plane and joel's complaining about being jammed in a middle seat and spending a lot of money for a sandwich and then she's like yeah but you're in this you're in the air like louis ck has a whole bit on that kind of very similar. And, yeah it was that the bit he did about like cell phones and
0: like all these kids like talking about how their cell phone sucks and he's like this thing's going to fucking space yeah
1: he's like, people are like yeah they get mad when the like the flight is delayed or whatever he's like you're in fucking space you're in the <laughs> air like you're gonna get to la from new york in like four hours or whatever he's like, yeah that's insane! Yeah. He's like you're not on like a horse,
0: and it's it is good in those moments where they kind of put things in perspective. Like yeah. there was an episode, there was a part of this episode where like Bill and Frank, like he got strawberries, he planted strawberries, and can you imagine not eating a strawberry for twenty years and then having one?
1: Yeah. Oh, you would cum your pants. Absolutely, you would I immediately cum all over your pants like, if you were. You're like, like a, a
0: real strawberry, oh. not like strawberry flavored shit, like a oh.
1: real strawberry. actual strawberry and i think they both got aroused and that's probably why they made love immediately. that's why they yeah (laughs) Yeah, immediately absolutely (laughs) uh joel also so speaking of food interesting little note there is uh ellie's like how so basically how did all this happen and she's like it could she's like was it monkeys and joel's like no it wasn't monkeys Mm -hmm. and then he explains Mm -hmm. kind of what happened and somebody did this it was one of these uh dork adjacent websites that did Mm -hmm. this thing where the food and like it got into the food and if you go back and watch the first episode you see just how close joel and tommy and joel's daughter all the, how close they were because some of the food that got in there remember they they were with their neighbors and they like turned down either muffins or a cake or whatever like all the stuff that they like were about they to have. yeah she was making it was like cookies A's. cookies right and right, then cookies. it was
0: like something about making pancakes and they didn't have time correct so they ate eggs
1: yes so if they ate yeah. the pancakes they would have been infected yep Kind i need because it was all like
0: he said it was something in the flour like in yeah. and again i mean this is all not to make mm-hmm. it too real but like you talk about people with genetically modified organisms and in oh, food yeah. and like all of these things and they and there was a line in this where they're like like the government not knowing the stupid fucking government not knowing to handle a pandemic yeah. like, I think Ellie says it and you're just like, okay uh-huh. like, <laughs> yeah. like all right we get we get it you know <laughs> yeah. um, right and I loved um subtly, you know Bill is this he calls himself a survivalist and, awesome. and Joel calls him like a prepper right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this guy, this Mr like don't tread on me macho I don't need anybody like fuck everybody has this incredibly loving relationship with another man. And if that makes you uncomfortable, like I got to tell you right now, this is not a spoiler. If that makes you uncomfortable, <laughs> you probably want to stop watching right now.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. So
0: yeah, you might want to bail now.
1: I, you know, uh the whole idea of like the doomsday prepper or the, or the survivalist, I guess, depending on how you want to call it. Sure. We don't offend hand, anybody here. On the one hand, like they're easy to make fun of. On the other hand, I'm like, I kind of, think i'm closer to that now i don't have a big enough house if i did like let's say i was doing a lot better than i'm doing let's say i was working during the day not at night not gonna dwell on that we've all moved on move on yeah let's say let's say i had a big house i love the idea of like a trap door somewhere and then like a setup where i have like food weapons that kind of thing I'm not like a huge gun guy. I'm not anti gun. I'm not pro gun, whatever. Like, uh, uh, that's not, we're not here to talk about guns. I'm talking about prepping. I don't think it's that crazy. Like, you want to be prepared. You don't want it to hijack your life. You want to live in the now. That's something that Bill wasn't doing clearly. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying for people to be prepared, I've seen enough zombie shit and we just lived through, well, We're still currently living through something. Right. I don't think it's that wild. I'm kind of in favor of being a survivalist. I think
0: I, you know, something that's going to get you through a couple months, at least now true or false. You have a sword. True. You're good.
1: Yep. That's part of the reason why I got it. (laughs) (laughs) I got it. And I am not going to, I'm sure the person that I know and There's no hint. Nobody. You've never met him. I've never mentioned him before on the podcast. And I, by saying it to him, I may have said too much. I do know someone that has an incredible amount of weapons to the point where if anything ever went down, I would try to get close to this person. I I, can say, but they have stuff that like people wouldn't have. And you'd be like, what the fuck do you have that for? And one time he was asked, what do you have that for? And he says, quote, because you never know. So I got someone in my life. Can you tell thing- me what
0: the thing was? Not telling me the person, where the person lives, anything like that. Could you just tell me what the thing was that he or she or they two, had?
1: I have two things uh, uh, amongst a group of things that this person has that would be uh, an Uzi. I don't know why anybody needs an Uzi. And grenades okay why not
0: (laughs) right i did but i did so i i have been told by people who have handled grenades before and they're like this is important and i was like okay what are you about (laughs) to tell me like what are you about to tell me about grenades and they're like don't ever try to pull the pin with your teeth (laughs) <laughs> if you'll pull your teeth out like it'll break your teeth like do not do it and i you're was
1: like well now i'm not why well now i'm not even
0: up? interested and i don't like don't try to, to do throw it. it like a baseball yeah. either you'll yeah. fucking rip your shoulder yeah. apart like it's heavy
1: like, all right if you Fair try enough.
0: to launch this thing like 60 yards like you're gonna your whole road oh it's like yeah
1: yeah, it's, yeah so i'm like well i've never even seen it i just i know that this person has it yeah. or several of them and i'm like all right so if stuff happens if stuff goes out if all of a sudden the infected are coming at us be, be a good place to go be a good place and to go.
0: there was a wonderful conversation. Oh, last grenade story. so we were at <laughs> in a dorm room at St. Paul's School. Uh, mm-hmm. you were not there. this was the year before we had we lived together. and there I was a sophomore and there was a senior who was like, we're all in like this room. like we're all in like a very like a room like this. It was like a ten by ten room or whatever. and someone said, Dude, what would you do if someone just kind of like, because there were so many people in the room, like, what would you do if someone just rolled a grenade in into this room? And, you know, we all had like, oh, like, someone would jump on it or somebody would like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or like, I would jump out the window or like, I would try to get And one person whose room it was just goes, I just be like, shit. <laughs> and I was like, that's probably the best answer.
1: That's probably what everybody would actually like, do. gosh.
0: So, well, shit,
1: because it would that's take it. a second to process. Like, is that really what I think it is? And then you're like,
0: by that time, you're
1: like, that's that probably it. Like, Yeah, oh, oh you'd shit. be fucking out of there. Yep, yep, that's for sure. So that took a turn, but so <laughs> you get a little bit of Bill's story. You see Bill with all the camera, like the cameras. That's important too, like the camera setup, the uh, wall of weapons, the whole thing. Uh, and then he meets Frank. Frank falls into one of his pits, and then he goes out and meets Frank. And then obviously they have, uh, they strike up a relationship, which is great. You also get a flashback. And so this is great where just when you thought Tess was completely done, Anna Torv, you get a little bit more of Anna Torv. And so Frank meets uh, Tess just through the radio mm-hmm. and then they communicate. So obviously Bill's going to be against this shit. And then so she brings Joel out there and it's a great, awkward lunch where like, Frank and Tess, or Frank is just so happy that they're there, and then Tess, and they're talking to each other. Bill's got the gun on them the whole time. Joel's not having it, but he's also like, I get it. Like I would be doing the same fucking shit as you. Like I, I get it. But like that's, I think it kind of highlights all four of their personalities like perfectly.
0: That's all, and and it, it's such a lovely little scene too because the two people like Frank and test connect and i feel like bill and joel connect because like you said it was like oh well, i would be doing the same thing if, if they returned like i would be doing the same thing
1: mm-hmm. but there's
0: also that relationship where it's like very practical where joel says to him like i get shit that you don't have and you have shit that i don't have so let's yes. work together and so it's more the two of them are more pragmatic in that sense and mm-hmm. I, I love this he's like well you got you know galvanized like wire there which is like steel and that's gonna rust he's like i can get you aluminum last you forever yeah. so like in that moment i think like, bill gets it
1: okay. yeah but he's he does.
0: like, this guy this guy's useful and he knows what he's yeah. talking about
1: and then frank but like but bill needs somebody like frank in just like all relationships like you need somebody that kind of covers the areas that you're weak in right like that goes yes. to that. this is a life lesson right for everybody I mean, out there if you're, for those if you're who are
0: looking for any type of long-lasting relationship like yeah this, this is what you need
1: right Oh yeah, a short burst, whatever the fuck. Do whatever the fuck you Mm -hmm. want. But a a long-term one, that's just my advice. Again, I'm not I'm no love guru, but that's just one thing I would suggest. And like like the line where he's like, I you mentioned the strawberries. He's like, I traded one of your guns for strawberry seeds. And his first reaction is like, which gun? And then he's like, Don't worry, it was a small gun. But then he as soon as he eats a strawberry, he immediately realizes like that was such a good trade, which I never would have done.
0: Yes, I never would have done that. And then he says my favorite line of the of the episode, he says, I was never afraid until I met you.
1: Yes. Yes. Cause that also makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Cause you he know, and
0: it, like if he's that if he's that person that like, you know, on the outside is this very burly, very gruff guy, like don't tread on me type of guy. But in the same time, there's that self loathing in him. Like part of him is probably like fuck everybody, and I don't care if I die. Yep now you know and, and i think this is the theme of this entire show mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. and I, I keep going back to that line like save who you can save mm-hmm. and then uh, in his note bill says something to the effect of like i saved him and then i protected him and yeah. so like that yeah. what he's and, and in that moment he says and you should do the same for tess not mm-hmm. knowing what had happened to Tess, but then that now falls to ellie
1: yeah, yep. it's just so crazy. And then you have the whole thing with uh Frank deciding that it's going to be his last day. And oh. Like, oh my god, like how heavy, like just it's the heaviest thing in the world for for someone if it's your loved one, no matter what the relationship is, mm-hmm. where they're like for whatever reason they're like I'm done. And you can kind of get it like why they'd want to be done, but imagine like just going through that day knowing that that's it. And then obviously Bill's got something up his sleeve as well uh but man just that whole process of it and like trying to have the best day you can but knowing that that's it at the end is yeah, just fun.
0: And, and there is a part of the game um that I mean I'm not are we we spoil the game the game's been out for 10 years now if you haven't played it yet like we
1: still whatever. spoil the but end
0: but we're past, no I'm not gonna spoil the end but we're past yeah. the part now where you actually it's not them but you actually go into a house and stumble upon a couple. Yes. Yes, There's like a note. And like, so that is part of the game, but it's not those two. Right, 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 right. But fuck, I mean, it was just like, how do you sit there with that person and do that? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter. It's just how do you look a loved one in the face and just like willingly end their lives for them, even if they ask you to. Like, that's an incredibly yes. difficult thing. And I definitely, definitely would have done the same thing, Bill did.
1: Yeah. Oh, you're not. St- what are you sticking around for? What
0: What, what am I going to do? Like, at, at after 20 point. years, like, what am I going to do by myself?
1: Yeah. Not to get real morbid and real sad. The, the difference would be, like, if those two had kids. Right. And the kids were still around. And you're like, yeah, this is going to be devastating to me. But I kind of got to see this through. Right somebody else but like they were very clearly just the two of them together Mm -hmm. and yeah but you go romeo and Juliet style you're like all right i'm out
0: yeah i know and that's and that's great and that's uh um
1: yeah jeff brings up a good point in the chat like yeah part of you is like you know what is ellie and joel gonna get there at the exact right time are they gonna jump in there and that that might be the one thing where frank's like you know what all right something's going like something's changing here like who's this girl like what's her story mm-hmm. oh wait a minute if she's okay like maybe there is we're gonna go find a doctor together maybe maybe, but yeah and they- so
0: for me what have, the other way i would have written that too and this was done perfectly but so like mm-hmm. but if i were to if and again in the game like you actually do interact with bill and frank has been dead a little while so mm-hmm. what would have been fucking brutal and this would have been overkill is if they went to bed do you see them go to bed and then the, and it like fades to black and then the next scene is bill waking up yeah you know it what i mean take, and then it just like take. it didn't yeah. it didn't happen yeah and um yeah 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 and then like a month later is when joel and ellie show up
1: right because when uh, you yeah.
0: meet bill he's very he is not in a good mood when you meet no. him in the no. game so no no no, and, no. yeah and I, that to me would have been just a fucking gut punch like if if he like if you just it's his eyes open and he like sits up
1: yeah oh because they did such a great job i mean think about it. they they basically took two characters they gave you an hour and really when you consider the amount of screen time the two of them had it was less than a movie but like they really told a fucking great story and it was a, an
0: incredible love story yeah, yeah. incredible in that um, short of time and to, like i said the way it was acted the way it was shot the way it was it was just written, it was just
1: incredible. And then the letter is amazing too. Where and then the way they do it, where they have Ellie read the letter. And I love how it's like to whoever, but probably Joel. It's so it's like <laughs> I just I love the fact that like Bill doesn't even like Joel, but he respects him and he gets him, and he's like, This guy also is a survivor, and like he's tough. Like, I can yeah. I, I see what he's doing. But like, yeah, fuck like fuck everybody else. Like, I only love Frank. I don't love anybody else. Yeah, so but
0: I tolerate you. But I guess, like, in his way, I mean, that's his way of saying that he cared about him too. It's oh, like big knowing tell. that you're you're he the wrote only a letter. one. Read, you're the only one who's gonna read this.
1: Yeah. And he like wrote a letter. Like he see, even for him, like clearly, yeah, clearly he liked him enough where he was like, what he's eventually gonna, gonna, gonna stumble in here. And this is also one of those things, like again, kind of video game style where you're like, you just completely upgraded your shit. Because you're like, you now have all of Bill and Frank's stuff, and their house is loaded. And like, there's the scene earlier on where he's like leaving stuff in the Cumbies, where he's like, yeah, I don't even have any ammo, so I'm just going to leave this gun here. This is useless. This is useless. But then you go to Frank's, and you're like, all right, you now have some stuff.
0: You now have all the ammo you would ever need. And how much can you carry? And I love that Ellie takes uh, Frank's gun. Yes. Yep. And that's the gun he pulled out of that drawer. That's Frank's gun. And it's the exact model from the game.
1: Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. I like that. Uh, you also get some good music in this episode. You had Fleetwood Mac, Cream, and Linda Ronstadt. A lot of Linda Ronstadt. Yeah. Okay. And I knew
0: it was so funny when he's like talking about like he's living with his mother and the antique piano. And he's like, this is you. And he pulls out the <laughs> Linda Ronstadt. Um, I thought that was pretty funny
1: that was really good when when he because like he goes in and you're thinking like oh maybe frank will be the one who's like musical and he like starts to play or whatever and then bill's mm-hmm. like no 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 it's not And not you he, like stop and he's
0: like that's not how you do that and he actually plays the song and sings it terribly but
1: um, he, I, I thought he did a nice job yeah he knew uh, how to
0: pair a boujolet with a rabbit now i'm never gonna forget
1: that yeah right anytime you have a bunny. i'm never
0: gonna i would never order rabbit but if it was given to me now no. I know what
1: wine to order there was a rabbit in my backyard that was just absolutely sliced in half. It was yep. a it was a murder scene. I don't know what happened out there. It was a hawk. It had to be a hawk. Big hawk. Oh, big hawk. Big cock. He was out there. <laughs> it was shredded to pieces. Uh, next week's episode is called "Please Hold My Hand,"
0: and it's this. Uh, we're in Philadelphia, by the okay. way. Minor spoiler: We get to Philadelphia. All right, when this shit goes down.
1: We're heading, We're heading west all the way out to Wyoming. Uh, my dad, who went to the University of Wyoming, used back in the day, used to hitchhike cross-country back and forth. Can't do that wow. now. Can't do that That's now.
0: That wild. But again, like Wyoming is so fucking big and so wide open that it's just like, mm-hmm. do what you got to do out there, right? Oh, yeah. Isn't it like miles? I feel like that college is like its own town, and there's nothing around it, right?
1: Oh, there's nothing in the entire state. It's like one of the biggest states land-wise, and it's the Mm -hmm. least populated. The it's like fiftieth in population.
0: I would say uh, the majority of people who live off the grid live in like Wyoming or be a good place.
1: Yeah, that'd be a good place for you. I think it gets too cold though. Like again, if, if if you're going straight survivalist mode and you're trying to survive like the grid going down, I don't think those are they get a lot of snow out there.
0: Yeah. Watch uh Wind River. I think that Ooh. takes place in Wyoming. And they're like, I, I remember the line of Jeremy Renner's like, it's actually too cold to snow. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, why isn't it snowing? It's like it's yeah. too cold to snow. Yeah. Like, can you imagine that shit?
1: It's uh that's a that's a movie.
0: That is a fucking movie. Talk I, about gut wrenching. My I, god.
1: That's yeah, some rough stuff in there. But hey,
0: I got a pick of the pot if we're wrapping up right now.
1: Uh, you know what, Ryan? I'm glad you mentioned that because we are. Pick of the pot. Pick of the pot. Pick of the pot. Pick of the pot.
0: What do you have? There's a program on the cock right now, <laughs> which is uh, starring Natasha Leone, called Poker Face. Pro- executive producer, I uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan Johnson. He, I think he wrote and directed the first, I know the first two episodes, but then he wrote, and executive produced the rest of the show. It's great. Oh, okay. god! If you remember in Glass Onion, there is a scene where Benoit Blanc is playing... Um, what are they playing? Oh, they're playing Among Us. And he's in the tub. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Natasha Lyonne is one of the people he's playing with. So the funny thing was that she was actually in the makeup chair for Poker Face. Hilarious. While filming that scene. So it's, it's a show. So she plays... A character who who's like a lie detector, like she can tell mm. when people are lying, and she was at one point a professional card player, but it's now. There's Got some it. hijinks in the first episode, and she's making her way across the country. But it's uh, every episode is a different like murder mystery.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. I'm gonna. Haven't that. seen
0: Poker Face. It, it's like 98 on Roddy T's right now.
1: It's good. I haven't watched that yet. I'll watch that because that's one of my wife said she'd watch too. So we'll we'll start that, and then uh the Jonah Hill. Uh, Eddie Murphy movie, You People, is on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet, but that's in my queue as well. It's
0: it's in my queue zone. It's it's not being reviewed incredibly well, but I've watched very funny comedies that did not. For instance, right, yeah. the movie Hot Rod. Right. If you don't not like Hot well Rod, you don't like Hot Rod. You can get the fuck out of here,
1: <laughs> You get pissed. I don't give yeah. a shit. Uh, yeah. All right. That sounds very good. I'm trying to think what I had. Did I watch a movie recently? I'm trying to watch some of these Oscar movies. It always feels like an absolute task. I I watched
0: Banshees again. That fucking movie rules.
1: Banshees is great. So I was doing a list of Banshees of Inner Sharon and Elvis, which sucked, are both on HBO Max. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once is on Showtime. Mm -hmm. You have... Par is on Peacock. Top Gun Maverick is on... Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. And... Then there's a few like Avatar and shit that aren't even streaming yet, so it's like I don't know. Oh, and then All Quiet on the Western Front is on Netflix. Yeah, maybe I'll watch that. But... Maybe I'll watch it. Mm, fucking man, yeah. you get a anyway, month. You can rate. Oh, oh, the other thing I was gonna say is, so we're doing uh, Last of Us every every week except for, I think it's we're gonna have to double up one of these because Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania comes out February seventeenth, mm. so that weekend ant-man will be the episode and then the following week we'll do like episode six seven or whatever, we'll, whatever um
0: we'll are we skipping the super bowl too
1: yeah what should we do super- well super Bowls. i don't think super- it, i don't think
0: it airs the super bowl will they play the will they just skip
1: i'm looking at week? it right now they play the super bowl
0: there's a last of us episode on the super bowl on super bowl sunday
1: yeah it seems kind of crazy
0: that is kind of crazy
1: yeah we can figure that out so next week there's no football so february 5th yeah, uh, we'll we'll be on right after for episode mm-hmm. four. Episode five is after the Super Bowl. But the Super Bowl actually, doesn't it start at six? It's even a little bit earlier, I think, than the AFC Championship game. So we that's might a be little able to early, do it. That of game like fucking
0: takes forever. That game will still be on until ten. Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah, but they usually put, like, shows on right after that they want, like, the shows. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we can talk about it. We can figure it out. Um, Wasn't
0: the very first episode of Family Guy air after the Super Bowl?
1: I believe that's right. Yeah, and who Who won that Super Bowl? That would be the uh, Denver Broncos.
0: I think it was. I thought it was the Ravens. I thought it was that Super Bowl.
1: Mm, I thought it was uh, ninety. It's like Elway, but maybe you're right. Maybe it was right. Ravens was two thousand. I think it was that. We may never know.
0: We never know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let us know what you think in, uh, at Dork Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. So follow us on all of those places. You can email us anytime, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. We're backloading a bunch of Should I Have Bought This? So continue to send those in and uh, rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast. Tell a friend, tell a dork. Uh, Dave, you don't give a shit about anything, do you? What'd you say? So you don't give a shit about anything, do you? Not really.